This is the Friday, November 3, 2023 version of the market analysis segment for Market to Market. A lower U.S. dollar and some South American weather played out in the trade. For the week, the nearby wheat contract lost three cents, while December corn cut four cents. Global factors of weather in Brazil and buying from China supported the soybean complex. The January contract added 32 cents and December meal lost 30 cents per ton. December cotton shrank by 4.76 per hundredweight. Over in the dairy parlor, December class 3 milk futures decreased 2 cents. The livestock market was higher. December cattle added 165. January feeders put on 405 and the December lean hog contract increased 127. In the currency markets, the US dollar index fell 148 ticks. December crude sold off 416 per barrel. Comex Gold dropped 1490 per ounce. And the Goldman Sachs Commodity Index decreased more than 11 points to settle at 581.50. Joining us now is regular market analyst Matthew Bennett. Hi, sir. Hello. So, wheat. Yeah. When we look at this market, it has been on this downward scale. The, the woes that we hear about Kansas City. Then the others kind of caught the, the, the Kansas City cough, whatever you want to say. The question, though, of the week is, did we finally set a bottom? You know, it sure looks like we may have. I mean, really, wheat's more of a follower right now. It's not the time of year you typically say wheat's going to lead us in or out of anything. Now, over the last year or two, of course, we've had all this Black Sea stuff going on. Uh, at times, Ukraine says, hey, we're going to shut off the corridor. Then Russia says, well, we're going to put duties on, take duties off. If we don't have any major news, and let's face it, some of the news, some of the even bombings at times over the last three, four months haven't produced the effect that they used to produce. Right now, it just seems like wheat's following along. But Yes, maybe we did score a little bit of a low for the time being. I'm not super friendly. I'm not uh, too bearish down here either, though. So I'm reading that as a neutral. I'm neutral. <laughs> I, I'm neutral to friendly. But again, it's going to follow along. If you have some of the stuff go on that we're going to talk about, for instance, in the bean market and corn market, you know, and you get some support, I think that wheat has the ability to go ahead and rally. Fundamentally, it's not in bad shape. Stocks are tighter than what historically they, they would ever have been. But uh, bottom line for me, I don't have a story. There is just very quiet on the news front. The other question then when you move into corn is it has been quiet on the news front. There's always that discussion that a, a bull market needs to be fed. Hadn't been much to eat there. No. What is, and again, it's the same question. Have we hit the bottom there? Well, corn lost ground on the week. You know, and if it wouldn't have been for Friday, it would have been ugly, quite frankly. Yeah. And if it wouldn't have been for soybeans, I'm not so sure that corn would have had the kind of day it did Friday. Uh, but, you know, you look at this corn market, and I, I've got to think that some of the steady dose of info over the last several days, uh, Eastern Corn Belt sure sounds to me like yields are pretty darn good. Uh, I think that you're seeing some of the later yields maybe a little more impressive than what people thought they were going to be. The demand front's not bad. I mean, ethanol numbers this week were awfully good. Uh, you look at exports, they haven't been abysmal by any means. We've gotten some decent exports, but overall on corn, in my opinion, I think that you're still in kind of a path of least resistance seems lower right now. Are you gonna go ahead and get under that 467 and three quarters and maybe go towards a 450 type trade? 
you know, before Friday's trade, I could have seen that potentially happening. But at this point, uh, I've got to think that maybe we found ourselves a little bit of, ourselves a little bit of support. However, <laughs> I'm not trying to put water on a market, but things can go quickly. Let's look at corn this week. Highest close for December corn this month was 505 on 1019, and the lowest close was earlier in the week at 478. So things can erode. What would make the bottom fall out of this market? You know, I think that if you come in here on Sunday, Monday, and they say, uh, you know what, we're going to get broad-based rain through the areas that need it in Brazil. Uh, and, and quite frankly, some of these beans have been planted for a while and they haven't even come up or they have really uneven stands. Uh, in that particular situation, though, if the weather quits being a huge fear, and hey, we're actually going to get these beans planted in reasonable time, going to get the safrina crop planted in decent time, if all those things come to pass, you've got to think the bean market's going to take it on the chin. In my opinion, corn could really struggle in that particular situation. Uh, this week, at times, I thought corn was weaker than even what I thought it might be. I haven't been a bull by any means. I felt like you look at U.S. stocks, you look at global stocks, Paul, there's just not a bullish story there. Uh, you're looking at going from 135 to 21 or more. Uh, you know, demand could even be worse than the USDA is particularly projecting right now. So I, you, you have to be cautious as to get too bold up there. Well, that's the 23. We're about to go into 24, but let's look a little farther down. Mike in Iowa had a question for you, Matthew. He says, what's it gonna take to get this corn out of the trading range? But then let's extend it here. What's your target for December 24? Target for December 24. So to be honest, Paul, we've been fairly aggressive already on 24. And you, you kind of know where I come from on some of this. If I'm buying fertilizer personally, I like to take a look at you know how many bushels it take to pay for that fertilizer because uh, the folks that got themselves in trouble on the 23 crop bought a lot of really expensive fertilizer a year ago now. Uh, you know, and they didn't sell enough corn. And I, I'm not trying to uh, be a Monday morning quarterback or anything. I'm just saying that, you know, you open yourself up for disaster there. And so obviously fertilizer continues to creep a little bit higher in here. We have to be cautious. Uh, but the ratio uh, with fertilizer as cheap as what it was, uh, let's say farm progress show time and everyone was prepaying versus $5 plus corn. Actually, that was a pretty good ratio. You can make some money there. And so what are my targets? I think if you, if you get this decent corn again in this 520, $5.30, if you get it, would be fantastic. But remember, $5.30 for a lot of folks is $5 corn in the United States. There's gonna be a ton of people wanting to sell in there. So if you've got cheap fertilizer bought, right now is a pretty good time to sell some corn. Is it a good time to sell any beans? You know, after the rally that we've seen, yes. You know, I had a guy call me actually on, on Friday before I came on the show and just said, you know what, uh, should I sell some beans? I said, how much have they, have they come up here in the last three, four weeks? He said, well, last time I really thought about selling beans, they were 60 cents lower than today. And uh, he said, but what if they go on up? And I said, who cares? 60 cents higher than what they were before is still a better sale. So, you know, I think uh, in the short run, I could see some support for corn, Paul. But in the long run, when we look at 24, you got to be really cautious whenever you're looking at world and U.S. stocks growing to the point that they're growing. And also where the crop is growing, right? Because you, it's kind of like what you mentioned with corn in Brazil, but also in China, if they're going to buy, not buy, they're in that game. So do soybeans continue in your eyes in 24 still have a big global story? 
The thing with beans is that you've got a really diverging story between the U.S. and, and world. You know, U.S. stocks are going to be tight. I mean, that's all there is to it. They're going to be extremely tight. And depending on where this yield ends up, you've got to think that a 200 to 220 type carryout is going to keep you fairly excited, so to speak. We know crush is going to be awfully good here domestically. Uh, obviously, crush margins have been fantastic. But then you look at the global situation, and you could potentially be looking at record global stocks for soybeans. Uh, we know that Brazil is going to tend to plant more bean acres this year. Once again, I mean, it's like almost what they've done the last 20 years. But, you know, corn, that's not the case. They're, they're restricting a little bit on corn. I think that they're taking a look at the soybeans and saying, you know what, we're just going to keep on planting them. It, your question, is there a story there? Okay, and so I think what you've got to remember is when you get this type of a rally, like we've already seen, what are people talking about now? Instead of the rally from 12 and a quarter up to 1275, uh, can we get 13, you know? Well, let's be cautious there, Paul, because there's been a lot of years that we'd have given our right arm for 12.75 beans, <laughs> right? okay? And so I just want to be a little bit cautious as to get too greedy here whenever we've already had what I would say is a pretty darn good rally, especially in the face of what I think is pretty large global stocks. Pretty good rally in feeders this week. Can it continue? You know, I think that the cattle market definitely responded well, okay? It looks to me like, you know, we come in here and we, we basically, we... We cover that gap that we, that we created with the, just the debacle after the cattle and feed report. We all knew that the market was going to move lower. But if, if we stop and look at this, yes, numbers were high. But what about overall numbers? You know, what about the cattle herd? I mean, the cattle herd being at 65, 70-year lows tells me your cattle and feed numbers are going to continue to get, uh, you're going to have a, a wow moment probably in the next two to three cattle and feed reports to where I think a lot of the folks that were buying, like for instance, Aprils to get them up, pushing the $200 level, and I really wanted to get to 200 because Paul, I told you we were gonna get to 200 and we haven't gotten there yet. Will we though? And I think that you've got a really decent shot to have it happen. Is it gonna be on the timing that I thought it would happen? Uh, not necessarily, but this week was definitely a nice week. Of course, Friday, we didn't close the way we wanted to, but uh, five straight sessions of up markets there for the cattle. That's pretty pretty strong showing, in my opinion. In hogs, there continues to be a liquidation story about China and producers worried about African swine fever, sending them the, their animals to market early, depressing prices. But here we rallied in the United States. Why? You know, I think there's a couple of things. I mean, exports haven't been bad, first of all. But, you know, you look you know, at meat as a whole. And, and when cattle are continuing to be as strong as what they are, I think that there's a little bit of sympathy going on over towards hogs. Plus, they've just, they've been bludgeoned, you know, and they finally were able to get a little bit of an upswing here. I don't know that I'd get bullish just yet, but uh, by all means, I think they've been beat up for long enough. Real quick before we close on cotton, uh, in your best 30 seconds of cotton, big 5.5% drop this week, why? Uh, you know, the producers selling a heck of a lot of cotton in the South. First of all, they're talking about huge acreage out of South America as well. So right now, cotton's kind of under a, a, a short-term pressure. I don't think long-term that you'll continue to see this sort of weakness, but I think we're going to go back down, maybe test that 77 uh, level that was in May. I don't know. You better hope that holds. I got a lot of good questions for you coming up here in Market Plus, so uh, stand by, please, will Absolutely. you? Absolutely. All right. Thank you, Matt. Yep. Matt Bennett, everybody. We are going to hold here and pause the analysis and continue our discussion about these markets in our Market Plus segment. You can find both analysis as well as plus on our website of market2market.org. 
Many of you have found our YouTube page and we'd like to keep the party going by adding more of you into the tent. Follow us at Market to Market on YouTube for the first look at the program, the Market Plus, and the MTOM Show podcast. Next week, we learn new insight on an emerging market looking for both grain and knowledge. Thank you for watching. Have a great week.